All right, so in this episode, Thanksgiving, it's right on the horizon. We're gonna cover some Thanksgiving safety tips. What can your dog eat? What can your dog not eat? Uh, What should you do about visitors coming into your home? And then we had an awesome question from Instagram about what happens when a off-leash dog is running up on you and your reactive dog, what should you do? So all of that and more, stay tuned. The Possum University Show is back. And we're live. Hi, everybody. It's currently, well, of course, it's not ready to go. It's currently Tuesday, November 15th. That puts us a week away. nine days away from... No. It's Wednesday, isn't it? It's a Tuesday. It's, today is Tuesday. Today is Tuesday. I so that puts us Wednesday. nine days away nine from Thanksgiving, days. which is You're what right. we're going to be talking about. We're going to do our annual Thanksgiving episode. She's already done. <laughs> not even a minute into... So like, there you go again. <laughs> So if you didn't listen to the previous episode, which is more directed towards people who have been listening and have been fans of the the podcast, we're now going under the name of the Possum University Show because we're going to be recording this. And I know we tried Twitch a few months ago or maybe over over a year year ago. ago. It was almost a year and a half ago. We were still living in Keyport. Yeah. Um, Twitch wasn't really for us. We weren't crazy about the medium. There was too much logistics involved, too much stress. Yeah. Um, making sure that the live stream was working and who couldn't hear this. We also and have really shoddy Wi-Fi. That's the biggest thing. And <laughs> Ethernet cord. And then, and then we, then we were nervous that the Ethernet cord. she was chewing it. It's a hot mess. It was a mess. So, uh, twi- you know, we tried Twitch. We threw it at the wall. It didn't stick. Yep. So now we're going to go back to Old Faithful YouTube and we're just going to be kind of changing the format, changing our microphones to these more portable we don't have to have headphones on and we're killing two birds one stone so what you're hearing right now on the podcast um we're also posting on youtube yes, and we're so, recording so. so if you'd rather view it the visual side of it that's that and if you'd rather just listen to it because you don't want to see my face then head over to the podcast you have a nice face thanks appreciate it i hope so you married me <laughs> um so yeah we're we're getting very close to thanksgiving here and yes every time we get close we always want to talk about those safety tips absolutely a lot of things can go wrong during the holidays. Guards are down, alcohol is involved. Um, so everybody always wants to know, like, what can or can't my dog eat on Thanksgiving? Yes. So first we'll discuss food, do's and don'ts in terms of what the dogs can eat. And then we'll go into how to manage your dog who is reactive and or fearful around guests. Right. Guests are a big thing. Yeah. So what can your dog eat during Thanksgiving? Let's, all right, let me change that a bit. What can't your dog eat during Thanksgiving? Because yeah. that's a lot easier. Because yeah. I don't know what everybody else eats. So what can't your dog eat during Thanksgiving? Um, as always, onions, garlic, um, chives, like anything from that family. Yep. You're going to get that in like stuffing. People forget about the green onion and the chives being a part. Yeah. Yeah. Your like stuffing, your casseroles, everything like that. Your dog cannot have any of that. Onions yeah. are extremely toxic. Uh raisins any form of a grape so like raisins a lot of people put that with their cranberries or they'll put it in a salad things like that keep an eye out for for your raisins and like literally one raisin can kill your dog yeah it's it's insane like don't say oh it's just one because you don't know the potency of what's in the grape or the raisin uh tartaric acid tartaric acid you don't know the and they don't they don't even know yet why some grapes have more than others because there's no rhyme or reason but some have more of it and it could legitimately kill your dog. So um, fun story real quick. Not very fun. It was not fun at the time. Now it's kind of fun when we mm. talk about it. But um, my mom had made Irish soda bread because we did like 
St. Patty's Day late this past year. And uh, my two-year-old dropped his on the floor and wouldn't you know, Pudge scooped in, picked up a raisin, just the raisin, didn't eat anything else other than the raisin and we all panicked. And if you don't know, Pudge is 12 pounds. So homegirl almost killed herself. Uh, we had to do the peroxide. It was a bunch. She had it. Yeah, we had we to did. do a bunch of doses of it. I think I ended up doing like 25 milliliters of peroxide. That's a lot for her size. So five syringes. And I'd wait a little bit, do another syringe. Wait a little bit, do another syringe. And she then eventually, eventually puked it right up. puked up just the raisin. Just five the five. raisin. It was great. So she and was then, fine. You know what it just thought of? Before we knew any better, remember when she had a sip of your wine and then she threw up? Yes. And we just thought it was funny. Yeah. Because she, we were like, oh, she's such a... Yeah, we were so young when that happened. Yeah. Uh, wine. Don't yeah. let your dogs drink no wine. wine or no alcohol. alcohol. Alcohol is not good for dogs, especially not wine because wine is made from grapes. Yes. Um, Cured ham is a big thing that people do. Okay. Um, ham has a lot of fat, a lot of sodium, and a lot of sugar when it's like candied on the outside. Okay. All those things can cause GI See, I didn't upset. Know that. Yeah, but it's not—it's not gonna kill them. It's just no, not good. No, it could for them. give them diarrhea. Okay. Could, you know, vomiting. Yeah, all the all, all the GI symptoms, and then it's kind of the same thing. Everybody wants to know about turkey. Can my dog have turkey? Your dog can have the light white meat of the turkey. They can't have the dark meat. There's too much fat. They can't have the skin. There's too much fat, and they can't have the bones, especially because they've been cooked. They'll splinter. Uh, and you can have some serious issues. So now, you, what about? Isn't there something in the turkey that makes you sleepy? Turkey tryptophan. Yeah. No. Doesn't have any effect. No. No. No, they can. They That's can. been the age-old thing. What? Everybody said the tryptophan is what dogs can't have because it makes them really sleepy. No, there's turkey dog foods. Oh, I know, but I thought it was more in the dark meat, and they don't. No, it's the fat content in the dark meat gotcha. that can cause GI issues. Sorry, Jones. No dark meat for you. So just light meat. I wouldn't make a meal out of it. Um, stick with their regular food. So I think that's all of the food yeah. concerns. Just think about what ingredients are in things. A lot of people do the, the French onion casserole, like the green bean casserole with the French onions on top. Yep. They can't Watch have that. for that. Um, now the behavior side of what happens on Thanksgiving. Yes. The behavior guests. side. Guests coming over, right? So what should I do if my dog is really reacted to guests and I'm anticipating people coming over for Thanksgiving? So it depends on what kind of reactive dog you have, whether you have the dog who's barking, lunging, growling, and really not giving it up, that that's going to be your more intense. Now, if you have a super fearful dog who's going to shut down in the corner, this still matters for them because even though they're not reacting and they're not taking care of business, if you will, um, they're they're still connecting the dots and they're still having negative associations even if they're not communicating aggressively about it, if that makes sense. Um, so I want everybody to take that into consideration that both are extreme. So both deserve TLC. Um, so even like, what are you guys going to do before guests even get there? I need you guys to think about your entire day. So let's say, you know, I mean, I don't know about you. We start Thanksgiving late. Usually some people do it like Christmas where it like starts the second everybody wakes up. Mm -hmm. um, but depending on what your day looks like, let's say people are coming over around noon. Then you need to have your dog getting ready to go by like 9, 10 o'clock. Um, depending on your dog's personality. If your dog is high energy and reactive, you need to get the energy out. And this is not even really physical energy. This is mental energy. But a lot of people think when they have high-strung dogs that they need to be ran. And that's that's a really big myth. 
um, like, like going for a jog or playing fetch with them until they're literally passed out. It doesn't really work that way. And that's not how the brain is associating it. So, um, focus more on stimulating and enriching activities versus run, 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 run until they're literally going to pass out. Cause that you're not going to see the passed out, especially when people come into play. Um, a lot of times I have clients will say like, if they have like a baby and they're having people come over to meet the baby, they're trying to run the dog before people come over. So they're in the backyard playing fetch, which a lot of dogs, and you'll know, as I'm saying this, if this is your dog, Tishy. if your dog is an obsessive player, all right? Um, my parents have a black lab who is obsessive when it comes to playing ball. Tishy being so loud. She's snoring like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to this, this can be dangerous. So if you're if you're using play as a way to exercise them, you have to understand that their minds go into a different state when you're doing this type of activity. Um, so I know particularly for my parents' dog Gatsby, when we're playing ball, he cannot disassociate it from it and it actually makes his anxiety worse. He tends to not pay attention. He tends to not be able to listen because he just he, gets obsessed. He's obsessed. Like someone could drop the ball and then go and like drink or eat a cheeseburger and he's still sitting in front of the ball, staring at it, wagging panting. his tail, panting and not even understanding that 20 minutes has gone by. Yeah. That's not healthy, right? And I don't want our dogs to um, be enabled and be given the behavior or the opportunity to exhibit that behavior, especially when we're trying to do it so they can behave in other aspects, right? So I'm not going to tell you to go play frisbee or ball with your dog in the backyard if they are obsessive about it, okay? Um, If they do not stop, they get angry when you stop. Um, this is not the activity for your dog prior to people coming over. You can do it in your own time when nothing astronomical is going to happen afterwards. But if you're having people over, this is something to stay away from. Um, go for a nice enriching walk. Leisurely, nothing crazy. Now, when I talk about walk, big mis- mis- What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Misconception. There yeah. we go. Um, when you are going for this walk, the walk is for your dog. So a lot of times as humans, we get annoyed. If we want to go left and your dog is like smelling something or wants to go this way, like we get annoyed and we're like, you, we lose the, the main point here. This is for the dog. Mm-hmm. If the dog wants to go right, you go right. This is for the dog to get the, I call it your yayas. Get your yayas out, right? Sniff over here, sniff over there. Wherever the dog wants to go, you go with them, all right? You are merely the one holding the leash. Now, if you do this and there's less stress on the walk of you saying, no, come this way or no, come that way, they're going to be more relaxed when they get back to the house, which is what we wanted to begin with. Always remember the mission. This is a big thing I have to tell people daily. Remember the mission. Remember the goal. What are we trying to get to? What point are we trying to get, right? Where are we trying to, to end up? We want our dogs to be okay and calmer and have a better positive association with our family members or friends coming over. So if this is the way we have to get there, we have to do it for them, not for what we want, right? Um, So let them sniff, let them do their thing, let them get their mental stimulation. Mental stimulation is the number one thing here, but the walk is probably the easiest um, way to do it that doesn't involve a ton of calories, right? Because we don't want, obviously they're going to be eating with the next couple of steps I'm going to tell you to do. Food has to be involved. So do that long enriching walk, come back to the house, um, like maybe an hour before guests are arriving, mental simulation, frozen bone, frozen Kong, 
anything that's going to keep them busy for a long period of time. This is not the time for puzzle games because you have to continue to put those treats in that puzzle game. And I guarantee your dog is smart enough that they're going to be done with it in five seconds. And it's just going to annoy you and then become a burden. We want everything to go smoothly for everybody involved. You're cooking, you're cleaning, you're trying to get your house ready for people coming over. You can't be there putting treats in 24-7, right? So have your bones ready. This is something you should do days before Thanksgiving. It's off your list. Marrow bones are stuffed. Kongs are stuffed. You have your bully sticks. You have your yak bones. Anything you have that your dog likes or your silicone mats are, are all smeared and in the freezer ready to go. All things I need you guys to be thinking about. You do one an hour before. As people are coming into the house, you are handing off a bone. You are handing off a Kong immediately regardless of behavior. They could be barking, lunging, growling. I do not care. You are handing it off. This way they have something better to do, something more productive, more high value than barking at people, right? Or like the jumping and, and soliciting a ton of excited attention, right? Which a lot of people don't like. Um, not everybody's a dog person. Not everybody wants to be jumped on, right? Um, so give your dogs the alternative, a better alternative so they don't do the things that we don't want to see, right? Um, and it all comes down to, as well, what your dog is going to do best with in terms of greeting visitors. Your dog may do better meeting people outside, right? But I'm not saying have your guests pull up and then you immediately go outside while people have casseroles and cranberry in their hands coming out of their cars. That's that's not a good situation. So have your guests come, talk to them prior, um, tell them, hey, when you guys get there, we're already going to be outside. Just get out of the car and we're going to go for a quick walk around the block. You're going to have high value treats for them. They're going to toss them to your dog if they're if the dog will accept them. Um, you know, again, praising, treating, getting excited. The age old method that we've been using since day one that has worked astronomically for dogs all over the world. Um, do this so your dog has a positive association. They were outside. Everything was great. They were sniffing around. A car pulled up. We started walking. And since that car pulled up, I was not stressed. I was given food. My mom and dad are praising me. All the good things. Then you're going to come back to the house. Your guests are going to go in first. They will go back to the car to get their stuff afterwards. Don't focus on that right now. It's all about the dog. They're going into the house. You go into the biggest room of your house. See how your dog is reacting. If they're too overly stressed, you give them decompression time in a room. Once you make that decision of whether they should be in a back room or out and about, um, you can proceed from there. If they're if they're better out and about, you give that mental stimulation, you let them chill. Keep them on leash if, if you're uncomfortable or if your guests are uncomfortable. Leashes are something that are not used enough in certain situations because our dogs have negative connotations with them because we use them inappropriately. So if this is your dog, start leashing up your dog during the day now because we have a little over a week until Thanksgiving. Get Let them get desensitized to that, right? So make that a pattern for them now. Um, so them dragging the leash around or you holding the leash isn't a big deal during this time. Um, now, the other thing to remember and to talk to your guests about is whether or not your dog wants your guests to talk to them or they want the guests to completely ignore them. Some dogs get super weirded out when a guest is not looking at them or acknowledging them whatsoever and they're fearful. They're like, well, what's wrong with you? Why are you not looking at me? Why are, you know what I mean? Um, so see what your dog prefers. Some dogs don't want you to look at them don't, or they're going to be barking at you. 
Um, so acknowledge that and, and tell your guests the appropriate thing to do. If you know your dog does not want to be like, don't let your guests say, Oh, I'm, I'm a dog person and reach their hand out. This is a conversation you should be having with that guest before they even come anywhere near your house. This is not the conversation to have while the dog is barking, lunch and growling and nobody can hear you. Um, the rules need to be set before the day starts. Um, and see if the person can just praise them and like stare off of the TV that may help. So, so work it out and see what's going to be best for your dog during these times. Um, again, they should have mental stimulation. Some dogs won't be able to eat it because they're too stressed and that's okay too. Um, do not let anybody force themselves onto your dog. Um, your dog will solicit attention if they want it. If they're not, they don't want it. There is no, let me try. Let me see if I can give him something like none of that. It's just, it's not going to do what you want it to do. And I know these people are in your home and you're trying to be hospitable, but it doesn't help your dog, right? We're always thinking of the dog here. They come first. Um, anything I missed on that? I don't think so. Yeah. I would much rather have, uh, boundaries in place that might make people a little bit upset yeah. than somebody going to the hospital for a dog bite or worse. Yeah. And if you are listening to this and you happen to be a fan of the dad jokes, this is not the time for the dad jokes. I had someone say to me the other day, I said, don't, don't look at the dog. It was, it was my client's dad who they're trying to get the dog to like. And, uh, we said, you know, just, just ignore the dog. You know, if the dog's barking at you and he's like, well, can I bark back? No, you can't. <laughs> Stop it. So not the time for jokes. Just do what you got to do. If you are going to be a guest, just respect what the, what the pet parent wants, what the dog wants, and just leave it be. If you are getting uncomfortable, if anyone in the situation is getting uncomfortable, you need to speak up and the dog should be taken out of the situation. So everybody can calm down because if you're stressed or some a guest is stressed, it's only going to make the situation worse, right? Um, so everyone needs to get on the same page prior. Decompression time is huge. The dog should only be with the guests for a short period of time before going into a back room or into their crate if they like their crate, given mental stimulation and given time to relax and maybe take a nap. My phone is going off like crazy. I do not know why. It's annoying me. So that is something that needs to be really on your radar. Do not wait for your dog to exhibit stress signs before you put them back to decompress because you want them to leave the situation like, oh, you know, we just had people over and it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. It wasn't as bad as last time versus, oh my God, thank God I was really getting stressed out being there. I'm so glad mom took me out of the situation. I don't want them to leave with that thought in their heads. I want them to be like, oh, that was great. I want to go back. Okay, that's what I need you guys to think about. Be really, really meticulous and and just plan it. Plan it properly. Uh, really communicate with your spouses, with your significant others, your partners, your kids. Everyone should be on the same page before anybody shows up. I'm trying to think. Now, if you have a super fearful dog, um, it's similar, but really tell people to leave them alone. No touching. Um, and remember, barking, lunging, growling, they're all normal. They're just, they're just emotions and your dog has every right to voice their opinion. Um, if you are not well-versed in stress signs, this is something that I want you guys to go and look on our page. We have tons of resources in terms of stress signals. Um, even on our Instagram, John came up with a bunch of graphics a while ago. 
that I'm are sure on there. In there somewhere. Yeah. Um, the whale eyes, the stress shake, the panting. Um, you know, stress shake is when they shake off like they're wet, but they're not wet. Um, that's a really big indication that your dog is stressed out. That's probably one of the biggest ones that we see that people are not aware of or they don't acknowledge it as stress. Um, yawning when they're not tired, up, down, up, down. Um, oh, the one thing I wanted to mention, if you have a really reactive dog and they finally calm down because everybody's sitting on the couch not moving and a guest needs to go to the bathroom or get up, let everybody know to let you know when they're about to get up so you can be proactive. So let your dog see the person getting up, but you are already treating them hot dogs, string cheese, you know, anything you have lying around that is high value and dog safe. You are treating your dog before the person even physically gets up so that they're having this association of food, food, food. Oh my God, someone's getting up. And they're almost like quieted because the food is in their mouth. Um, and they were eating it before the stress started. So they're more likely to continue eating. And now you can create a positive connection, a positive association with the person getting up and nothing bad happened to them because the person was simply just going to the bathroom. We have to take these normal things that our dogs deem as not normal. They could be potentially dangerous and we switch them to something that's fun. All right. Um, did I miss anything? I don't think so. I don't think so either. And obviously if it's safe to do so, just separate the dog from everybody. Yeah, if it's if it's not a good situation. If they have a room to go to. Yeah, or... and they're fine with being... Some dogs want to be alone. And I think that's something that needs to be said. Not all dogs want to be a part of the party. And that's okay. Now, my dogs would be like, let me be a part of that party. Yeah. Right? Like, even though Pudge does get stressed out when people come over, she does want to be with everybody. Right? She is. She would not be happy with being in a room all day. Um, even though she is the reactive one in our family. But there are some dogs who are much happier alone than with the group. Um, now is the time, the one thing I did forget is pharmaceuticals. This is not a time for trazodone. Um, if your vet has recommended it for stressful moments, um, trazodone lowers by inhibition and that can be very dangerous around guests if you have a reactive dog. Um, this is not the time to drug them. This is the time to bring down their anxiety. Um, so if your dog is not already on Prozac, which is fluoxetine in the dog world, um, that might be something you guys need to discuss with a behavioral consultant or reach out to us. Um, this is a time for CBD, this, a good CBD, not a crappy CBD. Um, we have recommendations, uh, but this is definitely not the time to drug our dogs. This is the time for them to be sound mind and body so they can make proper decisions. If they feel drugged, they feel threatened. They're more vulnerable. They're more susceptible to landing a bite. If they were sober, they may be like, oh, this is not that big of a deal. I'm going to walk away. But if they're feeling drunk and they're feeling vulnerable, they may just land the bite and you're going to be really confused. So no trazodone. Um, Gabapentin is a little bit different uh, because it's not a sedative. So that's something to discuss with your vet. Uh, but the trazodone is a no-go. Cool. Uh, would you like to ask the question that we received over Instagram? Oh, how to deal if I encounter an off-leash dog with my reactive dog on leash? Ugh. It's a good question, but I hate the question. Um, I hate it because I hate off-leash dogs and it really bothers me. Yeah, um, they this, are. This, they're all the time. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. So um, I think it's important, especially if we have a dog um, that, I mean, most dogs don't like to be run up on. Even like, even Oakley, who's super dog friendly. If another dog came up to him on leash, I think he would be off guard. Mm -hmm. He's like, wait, why are you approaching he, me like that? He'd be defensive. For sure. Um, so even it's on my feet, some dogs are into that though. Some dogs are like, great, let's play. 
Um, but if you know you have a dog that would be uncomfortable with another dog greeting them off leash while they are on leash with their pet parent right behind them. Well, the question was, I have a reactive dog. Exactly. Right. So I'm just, you know, saying in general what, what people should be doing, um, that all of you should be walking with certain things that will help you in this moment. Um, I do think that pepper spray is necessary for anybody walking around, um, if a dog is aggressive and coming towards you, you need to keep yourself and your dog safe. Again, this is not something that's going to really hurt them long-term. It's just to kind of get out of the situation so you stay safe. Um, and then I would keep a blowhorn on you as well. They do sell small ones yeah, for these particular small moments. Small boating air horns. So yeah. like this big, you can clip it to your tree pouch. Yeah. Um, as far as the pepper spray, like that's where I won't see eye to eye with you on that okay. because all it... it you screw it up, you blow it into the wind, and now you're blind, or your dog is. Oh, um, I've never had to do this. So pepper, pepper spray is, is um, or OC spray, um, tricky. Yeah. Tricky. I would recommend citronella. Okay. Which, is, you know, obviously it's not perfect, and it's really, if, like, things are really about to hit the fan, then you can spray the citronella, and hopefully it's enough to scare them. This smells really offensive. But there's no ramifications if you're downwind gotcha. of it. Okay. Um, but no, I mean, if you feel comfortable and competent I to use OC be, spray, I've, then I've by all means. I've to use it. Um, I've also heard of people carrying like mini pocket umbrellas. And if a dog oh. is running up, you hit the button, deploy the umbrella. And it like, one, it creates a thin barrier uh, yeah. with a barrier. Scares and crap it can scare them, probably. Yeah. Um, but the air horn is definitely one of the biggest things. If your dog is small, pick your dog up as mm-hmm. quickly as possible. Um, if your dog is big though, it's probably not the best idea to do. Yeah. Cause then they can't protect themselves. Yeah. No. Yeah. And they'll um, probably also get bit. Use your voice. So yeah, loud. Speak up. Um, you can yell at them. If you see it at someone else in the area, you can yell, not friendly. Um, use your voice. The whole goal is to scare the approaching dog uh, by any means necessary. If you can't scare them, but you have their attention, um, you can try yelling something they might know, like yelling, like sit, stay, throw any treats that you have yep. and control your dog. Always your treats. have treats on you. I have said this time and time again, you will never, it's not just for your dog. It's for these types of situations. You will never know how dangerous it is to not have food on you if you need it. Um, any, any situation can be a learning situation for your dog or an association of negative or positive. Again, if you don't have those treats, it could be negative. Having them is is really, really valuable and it could really save both of you. Mm-hmm. Um, so always have a tree pouch on you. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of anything it's a, else. It's a shitty situation to find yourself in. Yeah. And it's it's scary. But that's and I where will tools. tell you, it doesn't get any easier. The more it happens to you, it, I feel like it gets worse. It's like PTSD. Um, it's 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 very traumatic for everybody involved, and it could really, really set back. Your dog's progress. So if you are listening to this and you have a dog who is what you would call friendly and you do off-leash dog work, please don't. Don't don't do it around houses or trails where there could be other dogs. You don't know what other dogs are dealing with and the things that they're coming back from, like abuse. I mean, we have a client who used to be, he was bred to be a part of the fighting ring. And he's just trying to find some sort of normalcy. And if he, his mom takes him on a trail just so he can have some time out of the house away from to people. decompress away from people. And then all of a sudden your dog's off leash. 
how do you think that's going to go for him? You know, and all the progress that he's made and she's just trying to give him a good life. And now because, you know, your dog's off leash and it's not necessary. It's never, I'm sorry. I don't think it's ever necessary it's for not. dogs to be off leash. It's I don't not. get it. I don't, I don't, well, I will never get it. Um, Unless they're contained somewhere. Like they're contained in a park, like they're contained in yeah. a safe spot. Yeah, no, that's fine. But I'm talking about like, if you're like in a neighborhood, like, I mean, how many times I see the same guy in Freehold, he's like walking his small dog around on like a main road. And I'm like, yeah, this dog's old and chunky, but like one step off the sidewalk yeah. and he's in the middle of Accidents the street. Happen. I just don't get it. it. It doesn't make you look cool. I'm sorry. Don't do it. So that's another thing to think about too, not just about the reactive dogs, but I'm also talking to the people who have friendlier dogs and they like to have them off leash. That should not be a goal for you to hit, to be, be able to have your dog off leash. It's not, it's not something to strive for. Um, just don't do it. Yep, so we do have a crying baby in the background. Not sure if you guys can hear that or not, but we're gonna wrap today up. Uh, we hope you all have a very happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy this time with loved ones. Um, it should be a very different Thanksgiving than we have had in the last three years. Yes. Enjoy this time together. I hope everybody is happy and well and just thankful that we've all made it through the last three years and that hopefully there are better horizons in front of us. Well said. Um, please give us some feedback. If you like this format, if you like, um, if you're watching the video version, let us know, leave us a comment. Yeah, let us know down below what other episodes you'd like us to do topics on. Yes, yeah, that too. We, we would like to know what you want us to cover. Um, so that's all we have for this one. Until next week. Class dismissed. <laughs>